so let's go ahead and get started. Um, welcome to Superhero Cinema News. Uh, welcome to Starfest this year. Um, anyone here been at this room the last couple of years, uh, previous years, uh, when it was Superhero Theater, and this year it's Superhero Cinema, so if you're wondering why it was Superhero Theater and this year it's Superhero Cinema, it's because I couldn't get SuperheroTheater.com. <laughs> Somebody else has it. Someone else has it in his city, not it. I had to go with SuperheroCinema.com, which I like better now anyway. It sounds fancier. Yeah. So that's what we're using as the name of our podcast, which kind of started as the talk that I do this talk each year, and it's now turned into a weekly show that we do every week. Um, and if you go to iTunes and look up Superhero Cinema, you get the three of us um, talking about this kind of stuff every single week, um, doing latest news, and on the website SuperheroCinema.com, it also lists these kind of stories. And uh, so I'm Michael. Jefferson. And I'm Jonathan. And uh, let's get started with the news. Um, first up, we've got uh, Superman. So I'm, I'm going to kind of, instead of what we do on a weekly basis where we just do the very latest news, this is going to be more of an overview, so I kind of let you know everything that's going on. If you have any questions or any, anything that you want to know about that we don't cover, just let us know. Um, Superman Returns was big, you know, it, it did well enough to, to merit a sequel. It was not as probably huge business as Warner Brothers was looking for, but it kind of hit a threshold number that needed to for them to intend to do a sequel. So the status on that right now is uh, Brian Singer, the director, is now uh, working on a World War II ensemble movie for United Artists that he's going to be working on for at least the next year. Uh, but he is still signed to do a sequel to Superman that they're going to begin shooting in the first half of 2008 with the intention of them releasing it in 2009. And uh, contrary to anything you might have read on the internet, there are no villains announced, there's no casting announced, there's no anything real announced of it other than Brian Singer is going to do it after he does his next film. Uh, and then it will have more action in it. It's the one thing that he's kind of promised. So there'll be more than just Superman lifting stuff. <laughs> I mean, we can probably assume that Brandon Routh at least will. Yeah, yeah Brandon Routh is Superman. still intended to be Superman, although there's been official announcement, yeah. but they're not, they're not going to change That's just it. signing the dotted line, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Next story. All right, Smallville, likely to get a seventh season, whether we wanted one or not, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the Smallville story. I, that was not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you should have given me the Smallville story. I have strong opinions about Smallville. But anyway, uh, also likely to be the final season, which is also no surprise for a lot of reasons. It's uh, run out of steam. Seven years is a normal length for a show that they're going to sell into syndication. That will give them enough episodes to be able to sell repeats pretty much forever and ever. Although they did do a lot better ratings this year, which is why they're almost definitely going to get a seventh season. Right, yeah, exactly. And uh, I guess all the all the stars will be back. They're all signed to uh, contracts, but... Although they're supposed to be killing one of the major characters in the next couple of weeks. Really? Huh? They haven't, uh, we don't know who yet, but, but one, one of the top characters on Smallville is supposed to die pretty yeah. soon here. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be Chloe. I don't want it to be Chloe, but it'll probably be Chloe. It should be Lana. <laughs> it should be So... Uh, not much hard news on that yet, other than we can probably assume that most of the stars will be back to uh, bore us with their sad tales of life as So considering that Superman theme, there will be a Superman Doomsday DVD coming out later this year. It will be produced by Bruce Timm, who also is the, uh, the creators of the Batman animated series back in the 90s. Cool guy, yes. Lots of animated stuff that he's done. Uh, the voice of Superman will be Adam Baldwin. From uh, Firefly, Serenity. Baldwin brother? He's not a Baldwin brother. Oh, you would think he would be a Baldwin brother Excellent. because they come out of the woodwork, but he is not a Baldwin brother. <laughs> no. Lois Lane will be voiced by Anne Hesch, and Lex Luthor will be voiced by James Marsters, who plays Brainiac on Small. Yep. And he was also Buffy. Yeah, Spike on Buffy. Yeah. Spike on Buffy, yes. 
um, Batman. Uh, for, if you don't know, they are actually shooting. Well, they're not shooting there. They've got the locations put together, and they're going to start shooting this summer on The Dark Knight, which is the sequel to Batman Begins. Um, Christopher Nolan is still directing. Um, it is uh, not a screenplay from David Goyer, who wrote the first one, but he wrote the story for it, and the script is actually going to be by Christopher Nolan's brother, Jonathan Nolan, who's written screenplays for most of his films. Um, Returning is all Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman. Uh, almost everyone from the first film is coming back, except Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes has been replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal, and we're so upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, new addition is uh, Aaron Eckhart, uh, who uh, got noticed recently for Thanks for Smoking, and he will be playing Harvey Dent, um, which you would think might mean there might be appearance by Two-Face. There's not been any confirmation whether there will be Two-Face involved or not, but he will be in there as Harvey Dent. Um, and the big news is Heath Ledger as the Joker. Uh, they start shooting this summer for a release next year. Is there any um, any idea what the story is going to be for this? Um, is it going to be a la The Dark Knight, like the Frank Miller story? No, or still no idea. No, it won't be The Dark Knight story. But I'm trying to think of what's the name of the Joker story from the '70s. It was the really famous the one. Fish. Uh, Killing Joke. Killing no, no. no, from it's the '70s. It was the, it was the Steve Englehart, Marshall Rogers story yeah. from the '70s. Joker's. Five-fingered revenge. I think, oh yeah, the that's that's the, what they kind of said. There was their main inspiration for the script. That was a rewrite of a story from the uh, forties. Oh, at wow. his first appearance in the comic, that was the same story. He, uh, the Joker, goes on the news and says, "So and so is going to die at midnight, and you can't stop it." And so and so just drops dead at midnight, gotcha. and then Batman has to solve the mystery and figure out how Joker's doing it. Gotcha. Sounds good. Um, Okay, uh, David Goyer is off the Flash, which is, I guess, too bad. But then again, I mean, David Goyer can't write every superhero movie, right? <laughs> much as he might try. Uh, Sean Levy, who did a night at the museum, is going to direct it, maybe, and overseeing a script. Might mean that it'll be more light, more of a, a semi-comedy. Might not. Who knows? Okay, I keep getting the big stories. You keep going. Okay. <laughs> I, I get all the firings. Is that? <laughs> Next there you go. John, Joss Whedon's been fired from Wonder Woman, or he's no longer working. Stop firing if you want. Yes, <laughs> I think it was a mutual agreement yeah, yes. to not My choice do it, yep. which is too bad because a lot of people thought that he would be a perfect choice to do Wonder Woman since he did Buffy and yep. he had some great female characters on Firefly too. But he's off of it now because he just couldn't see eye to eye with the producer and their problem most likely starting from scratch with the new script. But I guess the problem was just that he and Joel Silver didn't want to make the same movie. They couldn't couldn't compromise. They couldn't agree on what what they wanted to do. So, uh, no, no news on who's taking over for me. So another superhero movie coming out soon, uh, well, maybe not coming out soon, but at least being worked on is called, as one, uh, with Shazam. Um, John August is working on the script, and stuff that John August has done is Corpse Bride, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Big Fish, so some funky stuff there. A lot of Tim Burton. A lot of Tim Burton stuff. Um, and he's working on a script for Peter Seagal, who's done Anger Management and Fifty First Dates. And he's going to direct that one after the Get Smart movie. That's so, what he's shooting right now. Yeah, gotcha. So it's kind of in production there. So look for Shazam. Not anytime soon. <laughs> Okay, I'll take the next one. Um, uh, the Aquaman pilot that was done last year by the same people who do Smallville, um, uh, Miles Millar and Alfred Goff, the same producers on Smallville, had uh, done a pilot for Aquaman. Um, it was not picked up. Uh, I'll be showing it tomorrow. It did star uh, Justin Hartley, who uh, went on to become the Green Arrow on that series later this season. Yeah, they're small. <laughs> uh, we, we do have more stories to cover than we might be able to do in an hour, so we'll, we'll 
see how we go on it. Um, and we also want to take some questions from people if you have any. Um, Lauren Schuler Donner, producer, um, who produced uh, the X-Men films. Um, she's going to be the producer on, on the sequels for those. Uh, she was also the producer on Constantine. She's the wife of director Richard Donner, who did Superman the movie. Um, she's going to be producing The Metal Men, which is a DC comic book, if you're familiar with that, um, about uh, basically a scientist who creates uh, robots that each resemble or each have the properties of different elements. It's a kind of smaller property from the DC from the 60s. That's going to be a big budget movie? Uh, relative budget movie. Relative budget movie. Yeah, not a lot of details on it. Really, it's at the stage of just like, you know, she's producing the project. That's all. There's no script, there's no director, there's, you know, it's not that far along. Gotcha. Alright, and direct to DVD, um, related to the, uh, the one that Bruce Timm's doing, the uh, Death of Superman. He's also doing uh, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, and Darwin Cook's Justice League, The New Frontier, both based on uh, fairly well-known and well-received DC comics, and he says that he's going to do them in the style of those comics, so they're not necessarily all going to be in that standard animated Batman style, but he wants the animation to reflect the style of the comics that they're based on, which in the case of New Frontier won't be hard because it's really drawn in yeah. the style of those comics. Yeah, anyway. Darwin Cook, I mean, was yeah. an animator before he was yeah. a Darwin Cook got started on Batman yeah. Beyond, exactly. And that would be neat. They're both great stories. Yeah. Uh, I haven't actually read the Judas Contract, but uh, yeah, it was a popular story. Well, yeah, I was a reader of the comics at the time of the Teen Titans. Yeah, it was a great story. And New Frontier. It was the Terra story. It was, yeah. it was what the Judas Contract was. It was the Terra the Terminator story. And New Frontier is just a, it's a Justice League story that takes place in the 1950s. It yeah. sort of assumes that all the characters were current then. And kind of bridges the gap between the Golden Age and the Silver Age. It's, it's from the kind of end of World War II with, with Superman and Wonder Woman being the only active superheroes allowed to continue. The bridging that to the 50s, where the new ones all started coming in with the flat, with the appearance of the Flash, and also a lot of the sci-fi characters as well, yeah. more characters. So that was interesting. They kind of mixed all that in with the superheroes. Oh, it should make an interesting. Movie. <coughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I mean, they're kind of waiting to see how Superman Doomsday comes out to see what kind of quality we're talking about, what the links are, kind of how they veer between the kid version versus the adult version. I mean, I've, I've kind of had misgivings about that with the Marvel ones that they've done about you know whether they which side of the line they ended up on, whether it was too kid-friendly versus too good adult, you know, mature story. Well, Super Man Doomsday is kind of a more mature story. You I would mean, think. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bloody, at least in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. So a movie I'm really looking forward to coming out um, is The Watchmen, based on the Alan Moore comic back in the 80s, and uh, Zack Snyder, who did 300, is directing that project. He talked a lot about that movie um, right after 300. You know, was, everybody, the media was kind of done with 300, and they're like asking, well, what are you going to do next? He's talking about the Watchmen, so that one should be awesome. Um, there's not really any casting decisions made. There was one test image that was kind of inserted secretly into one of the 300 trailers, which showed uh, Rorschach um, just you know at night and looking up at him. But they're like, well, we just created that just for fun, just to see how it looked, see how the graphics. <laughs> yeah, something a trailer. Of course, everybody who's like really into that stuff on the internet found it, and posted it, so. Looks pretty cool. It's a great concept. Could be a very long movie because it's a very intricate, detailed storyline. So we'll see. You know, they're talking like two, two and a half yeah. hours, maybe yeah, he longer. Was, he hadn't decided yet whether he yeah. was going to include. If you know the Watchmen, it had a book within a book. Was the Tales of the Black Freighter was a little comic story that one of the characters in the book is reading and so he hadn't decided yet whether he was going to include that or not and if he includes it it's an additional hour to the film just the fact that he's even considering it I mean to me is a good sign of just him taking the story seriously right it's not really a story you can just start at the beginning 
and just film it exactly how it happens in the comics because it's very yeah disparate as far as the timeline and stuff right so but at least he's not updating I think that was one of the things that we it was in one of the interviews, right? He said, yeah. it's not going to take this story that I said in the 80s that deals yeah, with Cold War issues. It's still going to be an 85 right. Cold War story. Which is cool. So that one should be awesome. Look for more details of that coming yeah, out. Yeah, they should start announcing casting pretty soon here. I mean, that's the option. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you want to take Supermax? Sure, I'll take Supermax. <laughs> this sounds like an interesting idea. Or David Goyer stuff. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether this, how much of this idea actually makes it to the screen. But uh, David Goyer's come up with this idea called Supermax. Which uh, he's producing based on a script by Justin Marks. The plot involves Green Arrow, who's falsely convicted of a crime and uh, unmasked and put in prison with all the villains, the supervillains that he put away. So it would be sort of, uh, I guess, Heroes meets Oz, a, a prison <laughs> drama. With, uh, be more like uh, Green Arrow meets yes, uh, yes Prison maybe, Break. Maybe right. we'll, <laughs> more PG rated. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I don't know about Oz. But <laughs> Supermax refers to the prison. That would be the name of the prison in there. That, that basically, he's in there with superpowered criminals, some of whom he put in there, and uh, he has to try to escape uh, with the help of uh, some of the criminals. Yeah, it'd be a great opportunity for them to insert a lot of obscure DC villains into the background that with little nods that fans will get that maybe the general audience won't but it won't matter if they get it or not and I mean it's something he's working on as a producer I mean he's also at the same time working on multiple screenplays um, so how far along this will get we don't know I mean this just came out a couple weeks ago that he had sold the idea to DC so DC intends to at least allow him to continue working on it that's it's not the same as having greenlit a picture which means that they've actually said yes make this movie it's in, it's in development. It's more least interest. Cool. Take Spider-Man. I'll take Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Man movie coming out. Hopefully everybody knows that. You yes. may have heard about it. Yes. <laughs> this character called Spider-Man, right? It's commanded by a spider. And so the movie... So it's a little movie. It's a yes. small budget. Right. Yeah. It's got this feature. guy named Tobey Maguire. Kirsten Dunn, Stamps Franco. They brought all the same people back. Comes out May 4th. They've already had some premieres in Tokyo. Um, they're going to have some premieres also in uh, New York City where they're going to be showing all the boroughs. Yeah, the Tribeca Film Festival. Yes, the Tribeca Film Festival. They're going to have some um, panels out there, and so it's a really big, massive push. Lots of hype attached to this movie. They've been doing lots of promotion for it on the internet. Um, contests that I've been entering. Haven't won yet. I'm still hoping. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and also, uh, the main villains this time, they're, they're packing um, Sandman in there, who's played by Thomas Hayden Church. Um, and they're also doing, bringing back um, James Franco as the new Goblin, so he's not a Green Goblin, but he's just kind of following in his father's legacy there. And then they also tacked on and have been promoting more as we get closer to the release of the movie, um, having Venom in the movie. And Topher Grace from that 70s show and some other movies, he's going to be playing Eddie Brock, who becomes the Venom in that movie. And Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be Gwen Stacy. That's Ryan Howard's daughter. Which I think is interesting that they, if you know the comics, you know that Mary Jane is a redhead and uh, Gwen Stacy was a blonde, and so they cast uh, Kirsten Dunst, who is a blonde, and made her a redhead in order to play Mary Jane. They've now cast a redhead, Bryce Dallas Howard, and turned her blonde to play Gwen Stacy. Quite very interesting. Hey, I have no complaints about either of them. That's all right. Not a problem. As a fan, I look forward to it. I just found that interesting. <laughs> I'm just hoping that Gwen Stacy doesn't get killed or anything. Because so, they're they're talking about a fourth film, you know they they whenever even before number three comes out, they're asking the actors, what about the next one, number four? So yeah, we're already done with Spider-Man three. Let's not go yeah, what's next? <laughs> so they're saying, well, we we don't really have any fixed plans for it. 
but all the major actors are saying, you know, if we come back, we'll all want to come back. So Sam Raimi has to be attached to number four if we're going to do it. Kirsten Dunst has to come back. Uh, Tom McGuire has to come back. So Pretty you know, we'll see if here. right. We'll see if if it happens and. If it does, these people will probably be attached. Yeah, that would be the Who question, knows? is if any of the three don't want to do it, or don't want to do it in the time frame that the studio wants them to do it, right. do all three of them not do it then, or, or do they come up with a really, really big check? <laughs> well, all of them at various times over the last couple of months have said that they're not interested in doing it, and then they started saying, well, we'd only be interested in doing it if all three of us came back. So, so they're, they're hedging yeah. their bets. They don't want to confirm or deny yeah. that they're going to do it or not. Yeah, the so, thing is, Sony yeah. is, is you know, the day that Spider-Man opens and it makes huge box office, they're going to want to start moving forward immediately. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, so everybody, go see it. May 4th comes out soon. I have no doubt that you will. Yeah. yeah. The big wrinkle on that is that Sam Raimi is the rumored replacement for The Hobbit. The Hobbit, yeah. Because uh, they're not doing it with uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah. And uh, New Line has to make that film by a certain point or they lose the rights to it. So they'll need to move forward very quickly and, and they supposedly really want Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi's very interested in doing it, but he's hedged his best by saying he only wants to do it if Peter Jackson is okay with him doing it. Which yeah. <laughs> he probably won't be. Right. Peter Jackson. But that would be the wrinkle in Spider-Man 4 is that if, you know, if he rightly wants to do something else with his life for a little bit after 10 years straight of Spider-Man, why would he, he want to do Yeah, that? he moves on to that and yeah. then the studio can't move forward on the Spider-Man immediately. Do they go with someone else at that point? Yeah, so it's quite the house of cards. We'll see if if it stays together, it falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of big checks involved. <laughs> if Spider-Man 3 looks to be on target to do as well or better than the first two. Yeah. Um, you want to take the animated series? Sure. Uh, We've got a bunch of Spider-Man. Yeah, a lot of Spider-Man going on. Uh, new animated series for Spider-Man called The Amazing Spider-Man. Probably the time to release with the film. Uh, Greg Wiseman, who did Gargoyles back in the 90s, is producing it. Uh, it's going to be on WB early next year. It's about Peter Parker in high school, so it'll be the early days of Spider-Man. Spider-Manville. Yeah, he wants to have like Flash Thompson in there and yeah. get back to the to the high school days because they haven't done that in a long time. Because I mean, you had the animator from the '90s was college, the MTV CGI animator was college. Was college. Uh, what was the one from the '60s? Was that high school? Um, that was co- uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was college as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was college. So I'm wondering, had they ever done a much younger Spider-Man version? Like in, a, in the movies and TV shows, because the movie obviously started out with him yeah. in co- in high school, but then like 15 minutes so. later he was, was out of high school. Seem to always decide yeah. that he's in college for whatever. Yeah, so it should be yeah. different way to go at least some, something yeah. new. It'll be like his early days as, as Spider-Man. Here's the really exciting news. Yeah, this just have, came this week. We have Spider-Man the Musical in the works. Now, is this uh, film or stage? No, this is on Broadway. Okay, so on Broadway, directed yeah. by Julie Tamer, who did The Lion King and Frida. Yep, yep on Broadway. Basically, well, she didn't do the film The Lion King. Yeah, she, she did, did The, the Lion King on Broadway, Broadway, and she did the film Frida. This is the part that really cracks me. The music by Bono and the Edge from yep. U2. <laughs> He'll be doing the music for Spider-Man. And, the, and this, I mean, it doesn't. It, it won't necessarily happen in terms of that it'll actually last in the previews long enough to actually make it for real on Broadway, but it's happening. I mean, they are yeah. starting to do rehearsals this summer. Yeah, so. I hope Spider-Man dances. I can't wait to see uh, Spider-Man dancing. For, for anyone who was here at, at Superhero Theater last year uh, when I showed Superman the musical, uh, um, you know how bad this yes. would go. <laughs> we had a friend of mine monitoring the room for us while we were showing that, watching that traumatize him yeah. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> 
He mentions it every chance he can get. I, I usually have comment cards in the room for people to tell me, you know, what to do, what not to do. And the guy that we actually had scheduled to run the room for Superman the Musical, he, he wrote a comment card and said, "Never, ever, ever show Superman the Musical again, please." Well, it's, harsh. it's been really bad. I mean, they did it in the '60s. It was a, it was 1966, I believe it's called. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And it actually was a Broadway musical that ran for, I believe, three months on Broadway. It's <laughs> a short run on Broadway. It's a pretty short run on Broadway. The poor staffer was sitting here a minute ago. I guess we said yeah, he was in the room. Yeah. The room. <laughs> we were just mentioning it. It made it run. Take Fantastic Four. I shall indeed. So another movie is coming out here soon. I get all those, I guess. Um, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer looks excellent. Um, we've seen two trailers for it. Looks really good. The CGI looks really good. Um, all of Fantastic Four, all those major characters have returned for this one. Uh, it's the same director, Tim Story. Julian McMahon returns as Doctor Doom in whatever capacity he is. We haven't seen him in the trailer, right. so whether he is he going to be he's going to be in several on, forms. Mask um, on, mask, mask off, perhaps both. Both. He's going to be in various states as Doctor Doom with several different looks to Doctor Doom, um, including him regaining human form at a certain point during the film. Uh, but it's going to be, uh, hopefully, at least one of those forms is supposed to be the more traditional armored Doom and not the metal skin, right. weird kind of Doom that they that I really did not care for, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Silver Surfer, uh, the, the actor who played Silver Surfer, who's going to be playing Silver Surfer, uh, is Doug Jones. He was Abe Sapien in Hellboy, and he was in Pan's Labyrinth. And he's screwed once again. <laughs> <laughs> Just a name, never actually see his face. Yeah. Um, and the voice of Silver Surfer is going to be Lawrence Fishburne. We got tripped up by this story, as did right. pretty much everyone else on the internet. Um, earlier this week, uh, well, last week, it had been reported that Lawrence Fishburne was going to be the voice of Galactus. Now, they've not kind of decided how Galactus is going to look in the movie or what form Galactus is going to take, or at least they haven't revealed it. But it came out on the internet last week that Lawrence Fishburne was going to be the voice of Galactus. And we actually reported on our yeah, podcast. And um, it came out just two days ago that the studio, in response to a whole bunch of rumors that had been coming out, actually started putting out some real information to counteract it. And so they did confirm that Lawrence Fishburne is playing a voice in the film. He's playing the voice of the Silver Surfer. So we all got that one wrong. Right, right. Um, which, but we don't know which what Galactus is going to look like. We don't know the voice. We don't know what, what role. We just know he's going to be in there somehow, somewhere. But that's why I kind of said that uh, Doug Jones, I thought, got screwed again because he he played Abe Sapien in Hellboy and he felt he should have done the voice and the studio wanted to use a more recognizable voice and they cast David Hyde Pierce as the voice. They used Doug Jones as, as the actual person on screen. Uh, the same thing, you know, going into Silver Surfer, he got cast as the Silver Surfer who's pretty much an all CGI character, but the CGI character is completely based on Doug Jones' movements, similar to how they did Gollum in, in The Lord of the Rings, um, where every time you're seeing him on screen, it, it is Doug Jones basically acting the role and he from the time he was cast all through the months of the shooting and everything kept saying yeah I'm pretty sure they're going to use me as the voice I, I, I really think they're going to use me as the voice I, I, I've done several auditions and I'm pretty sure they're going to use me as the voice and um, they don't use him as the and voice and they cast Lawrence Fishburne as the voice of Silver Surfer yeah. <laughs> so when's this one going to come out this is July is uh, right? yeah, yeah it's uh, not quite 4th of July I think maybe late June I should have put the coming? date on <laughs> I know we'll be on we'll the trailer July. We'll be yes. showing the, right after this we'll be showing the trailers and it'll be on the trailers Excellent. Um, Doug Jones did kind of get his revenge 
also, he uh, does do the voice of Abe Sapien in the two Hellboy animated yep. movies that Cartoon And he sounds remarkably like Abe Sapien. He sounds like Hyde Pierce, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Funny um, thing about the Hyde Pierce thing, too, was that David Hyde Pierce then did not do any of the promotion for the movie, so nobody really knew no, that, he was, that the big name voice was in the movie. Um, so, yeah, they are going to start Hellboy 2 pretty soon, and he's saying the same thing, that, that in Hellboy 2, he's been promised that he will get, actually get to do the voice this time. Um, continuing on with Fantastic Four, uh, the animated series that's been on uh, Cartoon Network. It premiered last fall, and they ran, I believe, the first 11 episodes before uh, Cartoon Network took it off the air, which basically just meant that they stopped running them for a while. Um, it is coming back this summer. They did film 26 episodes, and it's going to come back on Cartoon Network this summer to coincide with the film coming out. Um, I was not a huge fan of that series. <laughs> it's, it's it, different. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of more anime style. I'll take Iron Man. Iron Man's big news. Iron Man. This is another one you may have heard about. It is filming. Uh, John Favreau, who interestingly enough played Foggy Nelson in the, the Daredevil movie, is directing it. He did Zathura and Elf. He does a lot of sort of light Hollywood comedy type stuff. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man and Tony Stark. Perfect choice for the alcoholic superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Although in the first movie, as far as we understand, the alcoholism is not going to play a factor. Oh, it'll, it'll, it'll be there. They'll, they'll have some text. subtle hints yeah. at it. Yeah, some subtle yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow is playing Pepper Potts, who in the comics was just sort of a Tony Stark's lab assistant. But we're thinking in the film will most likely be the uh, the dreaded romantic interest. Uh, Terrence Howard is playing James Rhodes, who uh, in the comic books filled in as Iron Man for a while. Not sure what capacity he'll be in the film. And Jeff Bridges is Obadiah Stane, who is one of the villains. He's a rival industrialist who tries to take over Stark's company, apparently. And some other and I think in the film so far they've only just said that he's an associate of uh, Tony Stark. <laughs> he'll be a yeah, he'll be a bad guy. <laughs> uh, other actors that are in it are Leslie Bibb, Bill Smitrovitz, and Sean Tobe, and we don't know who they're all playing yet. And uh, Favreau has confirmed that the main villain will be the Mandarin, who's a classic Iron Man villain, but he hasn't said who's playing him yet. The rumor is that it is Sean Tobe, who yeah. we just mentioned, uh, but that's not confirmed. We, just, we know that he's been cast in the film, we know the Mandarin's supposed to be in the film. Yeah. They've been shooting for about four weeks now without any announcement on that or any pictures, so at yeah. some point we're going to have to find out about yeah. that. And they did show a picture online of the Mark I armor, which is sort of the prototype suit that Tony Stark builds. And, the big bulky gray one. The big yeah, bulky the big gray, gray one. Suit. It looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, it looks like something you would put together from spare parts that you had to put together a suit from. Right. Yeah. And if he moves around, it looks like it would be a real prop. We really be on him. It didn't look CG in the picture. Yeah, no, they are doing uh, actual physical suits. I mean, there will be some CGI for like the flying scenes and probably the battle scenes, but they are doing physical suits that are designed by Stan Winston, who designed the Terminator. Uh, that project, uh, Iron Man, is actually the first film coming from Marvel Studios, uh, producing films themselves. Um, talk about that the last couple of years here. Uh, that Marvel actually arranged a line of credit, uh, $525 million for Merrill Lynch, that uh, they've secured for several years, that it's revolving, means as they make films, and then if the films make money, they pay back the credit, and then they can keep borrowing against it to make future films. Um, they got that two years ago. Iron Man is the first film under that production arrangement to actually get made, to actually go into production. Um, as part of the deal on that, uh, Paramount will be releasing the films, but just as the releasing 
company just as a distributor. They don't have a financial stake in it, they have no say on the creative on the films, they have nothing to do with making the films. Marvel is 100% in charge creatively of making the films, they're paying for them, they're, all the decisions are theirs. Paramount is just making, basically getting paid a fee to put them into theaters. Um, we heard a budget for Iron Man? I don't. It's under five hundred twenty-five million. It's under five hundred twenty-five million dollars. Yes. Yeah, they didn't yes. blow the whole wad on one film, hoping that, hoping against hope that they're going to make enough money back on that. Yeah. Um, the the, the as part of that arrangement, they actually have to tell the financiers what projects they're going to be working on. So they actually periodically, every couple months, have to reannounce their film slate of which projects are included in this five hundred twenty-five million dollars for them to make. Now, there's no guarantee that they're actually going to make all of these, but if they make films using that money, it has to be one of these projects. Um, so far, it's Iron Man. Um, next is The Incredible Hulk, which we'll talk about next. Um, Ant-Man, uh, Captain America, Nick Fury, Thor, uh, The Avengers, which they've actually kind of talked about that they really want to make that, that basically once they've got an Iron Man film done, a Captain America film done, an Incredible Hulk film done, they then want to make an, uh, an Avengers movie. Um, so that would be down the line. Uh, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Hawkeye, uh, Shang Chi, uh, Master of Kung Fu. Master of Kung Fu. Yes, the martial arts character from Marvel from the seventies. Um, character you mentioned. Uh, two characters you mentioned yeah. recently on our show. Cloak and uh, yeah, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, we've been asked who we who we wanted to see things that had not been made previously into movies or TV shows. What we thought were our favorites of what things that we thought should be made and. One of the top of Jefferson's list was Cloak and Dagger, yeah. um, so that is on the list of projects that could be made under that financing. Yeah, looking at these earlier dates, though, probably yeah. like 2000. Yeah, it could be a way. Although that, some of these would be lower budget, some of these would be higher budget. I mean, things like the Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Captain America would be kind of the bigger budgeted yeah. ones, and things like Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Hawkeye, Cloak and Dagger, and the last one on the list is Power Pack. These were all things that they possibly might make for 50 million, 20 million under that. You know, the ones like Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, those are plus 100 million dollar budgets. Um, we'll take Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Um, shooting in Toronto. Uh, releasing June 13th of 2008. Uh, Louis Leterrier, who did The Transporter, is directing it. Uh, Zach Penn wrote it. He wrote X, X-Men 2 and X-Men 3, and he wrote Elektra. He's also the first Marvel wants to write the Avengers when they get to that point. We shouldn't hold Elektra against him, though. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, there's promising more action, a totally different feel. They're basically... It's not a sequel to the Ang Lee Hulk movie. They are, it looks like, we don't know this for sure, but it looks like they are going to use that as an excuse to not do his origin story again, though. Which we've always kind of rallied against in our podcast. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we, we just, people, we know the origin stories. You shouldn't take more than five minutes to tell it. They don't need that much time in the comics. They don't need half a movie in comic time to tell it. So introduce them, get off the story. Yeah, we're, we're dead. gets angry, turns into the Hulk, we get it, move on. Yes. <laughs> give us a story, give us some action, give us some adventure. Yes. Um, should, actually, have a, should have a totally different feel to the, the Ang Lee film. Yeah, I read uh, just the other day an interview, uh, either Louis Leteria, the director, or Zach Penn, the writer, I'm not, I can't remember which one, but what he, what he basically said was comparing it to the difference between Alien and Aliens. Okay. They both take place in the same world, they both do some of the same characters, it's kind of following a storyline, but a completely different feel Pretty of the film. Yep. Actually, the whole Brazilian said that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie we'd pay for. The exciting news, though, is that they've cast Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, and if they're able to interest an actor like Edward Norton in the movie, that means the script's got to be pretty good, we're hoping. Um, and then a company called Rhythm and Hughes, which is a CG company, they're doing a brand new Hulk, but not using any of the CG stuff that they did for the last one. Okay, just Eric Bana's likeness, because right. he was the likeness yeah. of the Hulk. Uh, this company did uh, Babe, the Talking Pig, in the Babe, Talking Pig movies. Uh, they also did Aslan for the um, 
Blind the Witch in the Wardrobe. Uh, they've done some good work. Yeah, from, from everything people are saying, the, the new Hulk looks great. Is he going to be uh, gray or green? He'll be green. He'll be green. Yeah, the, the public expects him to be green, yeah. I think, so he should be green. Uh, no other details on that, no other casting or anything, but just having Edward Norton in it is a very good sign, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Shows the step in the right direction. Take it seriously. Yep. Oh, he's also uh, said that uh, as part of the new, more action, that the Abomination yeah. would be the villain. Abomination's the villain. Yep. Will be, uh, he's a sort of, a, if you're not familiar with him, he's, he's kind of an also Hulk. He's another yeah. big green monster that gets mad beats people up. A uh, movie we just heard about recently that's going to be coming out uh, that they're working on is Ant-Man. 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 So Edgar Wright, who has done Shaun of the Dead and uh, recently Hot Fuzz, he's working on the script for it. Uh, it would be fairly faithful to the idea of Ant-Man. It's going to use both Henry Pym and Scott Lang stories. Uh, they'll be researching nanotechnology. Uh, it's an action-adventure type movie, some comedic elements. Um, anything else you've heard about? You can't, take you can't do a totally serious. straight Ant-Man. Yeah, right. You can't do Ant-Man as like serious no. drama. It's <laughs> not going to be the punishment. No, right. yeah. I mean, and having Edgar Wright is a good choice for that because that's what he does. I mean, that's the, the shot of the dead and Hot Fuzz. That's kind of the line that he straddles there. It's his comedy and drama. And yeah, he, he's the one who said that he's he's basically right now researching nanotechnology to work on the script. Uh, they're also working on. They are continuing to work on a Punisher two, um, because whether Punisher. Whether want them yeah, to or not. Whether, yeah, whether anyone wants them to. This is not part of that financing. This is Lionsgate is the studio that made the first film, so they have the rights to continue working on that. Uh, Marvel has no creative really input on that. Uh, but it, the first one didn't make enough film. Uh, enough film made enough money to merit a sequel, um, which is usually it's threshold. Studios kind of say if it makes X amount of dollars, then yeah, we, we plan to make a sequel of it. And uh, they just uh, signed on a new screenwriter, and that's uh, Kurt. Sutter, who produces and writes, is the creator of the series The Shield on FX. Um, so he kind of he knows reading crime drama. So it could be interesting. Uh, Thomas Jane is still attached to star in the films, um, but nothing signed. I mean, it's, uh, at the point they don't have a director for it, so they're working on a new script. And if that works, then they'll they'll hire a director on. They'll recast everyone and uh, you know, re-sign everyone and start moving forward on it. And then they'll have to find people who care. <laughs> there are always people who care about yeah. guys with guns. That's true. <laughs> You've got me. <laughs> Direct-to-DVD, Marvel, as you may have seen, has done a, a series of direct-to-DVD animated movies. They did uh, Ultimate Avengers and Ultimate Avengers 2 and Iron Man. The they Invincible have, Iron Man. The Invincible Iron Man. <laughs> they have Doctor Strange coming out next, which could be fun. I've seen a few yeah. character designs and, and images from it. It looks like fun. I think Doctor Strange will be a good, good yeah. character to do animated. Any idea what the story is going to be for Doctor Strange? No, no, I assume it's going to be an origin story. But yeah, some yeah. evil yeah. magical monster appears and Doctor Strange has to fight it. Yeah, they actually, in each of the DVD releases, they've been given previews for the next one. So on Iron Man, they did do, I think it was like a whole scene. It was like the entire first scene. And it mostly just involved um, some criminals making away with something, and the criminals try not to have magical powers, right. and Doctor Strange just somehow stumble upon them. I don't know how that's kind of factored in the story. They just showed the first scene to just kind of give you a taste of what sure. it's going to look like and feel like. And yeah. the magical powers look cool. I mean, Doctor Strange is the kind of character, I mean, I don't see how you could do him really well outside of animation. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure how you would do him live action, although he is on that list of, of films that Marvel does plan on making at some point. Yeah. No, they could do it. I'm thinking of Harry Potter, they could do Doctor Strange. Okay. Captain America is in limbo. I, I put a little joke on there on the no show. No pun intended. No pun intended. Captain may America may not be aware. Captain America got killed recently in the comic books. 
So what impact that has on the planned Captain America movie, we're not sure. And he's still I, dead in the comic books, right? So far, yeah, he's yeah. been dead for, what, a month now? Yeah. <laughs> I give him... Which for comics, death is 29 yeah. days, pretty yeah. long. <laughs> I give him 11 more months and he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for the last past year, I'll be shocked. Yeah. yeah, they always come back. They kill these characters off from time to time. And Superman was dead for a year and came back. Yeah, they had a director lined up for Captain America. They were really hot and really wanted it to make... They, they wanted it to be that first project that they made under the, under the financing arrangement. And uh, something fell through. They either didn't like the script or the director wanted to move on to another project. They weren't moving fast enough. And uh, so at the moment, that project's kind of just hanging there. Um, they, you know, they've now got Iron Man and Incredible Hulk both going into production it's pretty soon. So they're going to kind of wait for the, both of those to happen, and then they'll move forward with Captain America again and probably wait for the dust to kind of clear on the whole death of Captain America thing. Well, now they've, they've generated more interest in the character. Yeah. The public too, yeah, and, uh, Captain America's now back in the headlines. Yeah. People remember that the characters exist. <laughs> so, continuing the X-Men franchise, uh, X-Men 4 is planned. I don't think we know anything about the story, but uh, more than likely, if, if they make it, it will be bringing back some of the major characters, like Wolverine, Cyclops and a lot of the the, the major yeah. actors from those movies. Um, they made money, the studio wanted to do another one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, in the meantime, Magneto and Wolverine movies are planned. Yeah. Um, is Wolverine a little farther along? I've heard more about that. Yeah. Than Magneto. Yeah, the Magneto. They it was kind of hot for a while that they were talking about that in terms yeah. of being a younger Magneto, kind of telling more of the World War II story, the Holocaust story, and kind of his time between that and and the you know, early days with Xavier. Um, that it possibly would start something different since it would be a younger character, but that's kind of stalled out at the moment. I don't think they're really moving too much on it. They are yeah. trying to move forward more on the Wolverine movie, and a big part of that was the fact that they made Hugh Jackman a producer, so so now he would have a financial stake and a creative stake in, in deciding what happens on that. It also could slow down the process if he you know, says he doesn't like the script or doesn't like the director. He has more power on it now that he's a producer. Or if he's involved in other things, because he's still doing stuff on Broadway. Right. Exactly, yeah. yeah, he's working constantly, so you know, and a lot of times with that, it comes down to scheduling. Is, right. you know, they, they, he might want to do the film, but where does he fit it in between, you know, May and April in 2009. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. And so David Benioff is uh, scheduled to write the script for X-Men And continuing that whole X-Men franchise, uh, the Wolverine and the X-Men animated movies are in production for... TV series. TV series. Yeah. TV series are in production um, for being released in 2008. Yeah. I don't know what uh, network it's for. It may actually even be for syndication. Or Cartoon Network or something like that. But they're they're making them right now. They've cast all the voice actors. They're starting to do the animation for it. And it should be out sometime around 2008. Is there any overlap of voices from the movies and the animated? No, totally it's rare, but yeah, it probably won't follow any storyline. It'll be you know they'll probably do the same thing all the other animated series do: condense the storylines from the comics. But yeah. definitely fresh from X Men Evolution, fresh from the X Men of the 90s, it'll be a totally brand new series. Um, Ray Park, who's here at the convention, uh, someone who had been rumored for a long time to star in a film of Iron Fist, who, like Shang-Chi, is a master of, master of Kung Fu, a, yep, a Marvel uh, martial arts character from the 70s. Um, it has a director, the director uh, Steve Carr, and uh, recently in an interview he said that the film is still in the works, but also that because Marvel has so many other big projects in the works right now, that it's not on their front burner. They, they kind of want to get through those first, and then they'll get back to Iron Fist. And I, I don't know, I'm kind of hoping, you know, when Ray Park's on stage tomorrow, someone I'm sure is going to ask him about it, 
because I haven't seen anything recently about it. I know that every time he's been interviewed, he always says, yeah, it's happening, it's happening soon. And you ask anyone else, and so far he's the only, he's the only one, one who thinks it's happening soon. So it's all on you heard it in Superhero Cinema as you're standing up to right. ask him, we heard, how's Iron Fist going? So, yep. Um, so some other moving past DZ, moving past Marvel. Um, some other things I mentioned earlier that Hellboy 2 is starting up shoot soon. They're going to start shooting that in May. Um, it is still obviously Guillermo del Toro directing um, all the cast back, Ron Perlman. Um, yeah, everyone everyone will be back from the first film, and hopefully Doug Jones' voice will now appear on the yes. film. <laughs> um, they had a title for it, The Golden Army. The Golden Army, yeah. which is the title of one of the oh, okay. comic book stories. Great. Yeah, I know... Now, I, I really only know the character from the movies and the animated films. The animated films are really good. Were. Those, those are coming out. Yeah, there have been two of them so far, and if you haven't seen them. Yeah, there's supposed to be two more. They haven't started the third one yet, but the second one aired on Cartoon Network, and so should be out on DVD probably in a couple of months. It took about three, four months, I think, from the time the first one aired on Cartoon Network, the DVD. Uh, just about a month ago, yeah, about three weeks ago. And that's I missed the first one and had to wait for the DVD to come out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I demand. <laughs> I don't think it is. I'm going for the second one. I, I demand it, but it's not out yet. I demand it on DVD, but it's not out yet. Yeah. My demands don't seem to mean anything to the studios. That really pisses me off. <laughs> um, so a big film that um, it's, a, it's a big film from from Hollywood standpoints. I don't know that a lot of people are really itching or dying for it. I'm sure there's a huge following for the character. Speed Racer is going to be done as a really large budget uh, action film. Joel Silver from The Matrix, um, many other big budget action films, is producing. Um, it's also being directed by the Wachowski brothers, who directed The Matrix. Um, the star of Speed Racer is going to be Emil Hirsch. Uh, who uh, was starred in the film The Girl Next Door. It's the, kind of his most famous role so far. Um, he stars as Speed Racer. Um, they have cast Susan Sarandon and John Goodman as mom and pop racer. Uh, pop racer being the head of the racing company that Speed drives the Mach 5 for. Uh, basically a kind of action. If you don't know the series from the 60s, it's, it's an action-adventure series about a teenage race car driver, Speed Racer, who works for his family's racing company, but finds himself getting involved in espionage and and this adventure is this amazing race car. As most car, race car drivers do, yes, we know that uh, Dale Earnhardt stops crime all the time. He does. He's, he's, he's going right after Al Qaeda next. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, there's been more casting. Uh, they just a couple weeks ago cast Christina Ricci as his girlfriend Trixie, and I know you had some opinion on her on Christina <laughs> Ricci's perfect. appearance. She looks <laughs> just like an anime character. You got that big round head, big round eyes, <laughs> big round head. Um, she plays his girlfriend Trixie. Um, they start filming this June. They're filming in Berlin. Um, they probably have some very large studio spaces there. Um, the film is scheduled to come out May 9th, 2008, which I believe is not the, it's this, the week after Iron Man is scheduled to come out. Uh, it'll be a busy week. Yep. It'll be a busy month. There are yeah. uh, huge films coming out in May of next year. That's what it always is. May is yeah. a big blockbuster month. Yep. Who wants to take the Green Hornet? Green Hornet. Uh, Columbia's option Green Hornet, which means they're interested in making a movie of it. That's pretty much the only no, info. Is that it's, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it, it might happen. Yeah. In it's on the list of things that they want to do. We've talked about it on our show what, a, what an option means is that when you've got, when, when you are a comic book publisher or someone who, or a writer or something, someone who owns a character or owns a property, um, it's basically you know either a, a book or a character or a comic or something like that. An, an option means that, that someone, a producer, has paid you for the ability to make a movie from that at some point. 
and it's usually for a specified period of time. They give X amount of dollars, and then you've got X amount of time to start a film. If you don't start it in that time, the rights go back to the original owner, and they can then resell it to someone else if they want to. And so that's kind of what an option is. And, uh, things get optioned all the time and sit on shelves. Sometimes they'll write screenplays that never get produced. Sometimes they'll just they'll be producers who all they do is buy up rights to things so that they have the ability to make stuff. And then if the studio does get interested, then that producer gets to come on as a producer for that. Um, or if no one does, then they just kind of sit on it for a while and their, their time runs out and it gets sold to someone else. Like Wonder Woman, what happened to his option? Justin was working on it. Well, no, that's, that's um, yeah. Warner Brothers has it. Oh, okay. yeah, so he was an option. He was brought on. He was hired by the producer to work on a script for that for two years. And work on it and work on it. And work on it. Yeah, he worked on it for two years and I think did several drafts and, and never could get anywhere. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Joel Silver, the same producer from The Matrix, is the person who, who has the option on Wonder Woman and he's, he's still got it. He's going to be working on that for a while. Um, but yeah, that's um, Green Hornet was that. I mean, yeah, it, it actually was owned by uh, Miramax for a long time, had the option for it, and they worked on it as a film from Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith worked on the script and was going to direct it. And uh, really, really uh, no, uh, Green Hornet. Oh, yep. And uh, got really close to, to putting it together. Um, he'd done the script, everyone liked the script, and they wanted to move forward. And it really came down to Kevin Smith saying that he was still not ready to do a big budget action film. That pretty much almost all of his films involved in films of people talking. And he's kind of found his comfort zone there. And every time he's had the opportunity, someone's you know really wanted to have him on a project where he'd be doing something more action oriented. He kind of gets to the last minute and says, you know, I'm just really not ready to do that yet. And that's where he got to on Green Hornet. Uh, and the, the studio could still move forward. Merrimack's could have still moved forward on it at that point. But they they did, they did wanted it as a project for Kevin Smith. They've worked with him for quite a long time. And uh, once he was no longer interested in directing, they didn't want to find another director for it. So they just let the option lapse on that. And that's when it got picked up by Columbia and Sony Studios. So more like the rumor is uh, Bruce Sorry, Lee... Will not be involved in Green Hornet. I was going to say finding a Kato would probably be the biggest challenge for that. Yeah. Some of the film Bruce Lee's yes. shoes. Yeah, the Green Hornet was done as a series in the 1960s. It was a live action spin off series from Batman, live action series. And uh, the big kind of casting on that had been Bruce Lee, who had played the sidekick Kato, and it was his first real introduction to American audiences. Yeah, you're Ray Park's free, maybe. Maybe he could do it. Yeah, Ray Park could be Kato. <laughs> It's a movie that has come out with uh, Ninja Turtles. Hopefully, you all seen it. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but you all saw it. Right? Right. Maybe you should yeah. take that. Yeah, I'll take the Ninja Turtles. You take that one. You're more into the yeah. anime, so. Yeah, Ninja Turtles uh, came out. I don't know how many of you saw it. Really, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good for a for a movie about Ninja Turtles. It's fun. We enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Great animation in it. But the, the team that did it, oh, it's done very well, by the way. It's been very successful. The team that did it is next doing uh, Battle of the Planets. So the Japanese Ooh. title is Gatchaman. Gatchaman, yeah. Remember it from your childhood. It was uh, one of the first uh, anime series that was brought over to the States. They're going to do it as a 3D CGI animated film from the same team. Too bad, because that'd be a great one for Christina Ricci to be in, too. <laughs> as Princess? As anyone. Yeah. Yeah, play all you heard it here first. Yes. But it will be CG animated, so it will be that more three-dimensional style. Um, no word on voice casting or anything like that. but. That's what they're going to do next, which ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, was, there's some great visuals on that Casey show. Casey Kasem on that one? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, Casey Kasem was one of the voices of the I'm 70s. Crossing my Battle fingers. Of the on the remix, not the original. Yeah, not on the original <laughs> Japanese <laughs> anime, on the American version of it, which was Battle of the Planets. Want to take Flash Gordon? 
Sure, there's going to be a Flash Gordon TV series on sci-fi. Uh, Eric Johnson, stars in Smallville, will be attached to that project. He played um, Whitney. Whitney was the yeah, football hero. Clark's yeah. Flash Thompson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, his rival for a lot of affection in the first couple seasons. Yeah, he'll be starring as Flash Gordon. Um, I think they start shooting that pretty soon, for probably airing possibly as early as later this year. I bet they'll do it for uh, October. Yeah. And this will be in color, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bruce Chuck. be sound and yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. High tech. Facts. <laughs> Very high tech. Yep. No strings. All right. Um, kind of a, a different thing, kind of more on the Incredibles kind of vein. Um, ben Stiller, uh, the actor who's also produces, and uh, he's he's been uh, contracted by DreamWorks to produce uh, one of their CGI animated films. Um, it's going to be an upcoming one called Mastermind, and the idea behind Mastermind is the, the lead character of the film is the villain, Mastermind. And in the first scene of the film, he accidentally kills Uberman, who is his hero, who is the person that he fights against, who he's the villain for. And so once Mastermind kills Uberman, he then has to figure out what his life means for the rest of the film. <laughs> he's kind of then a villain without a purpose, and what does that mean to himself and, and his place in the world once he's killed his villain? And it'll be a humorous CGI animated film. Uh, long line of same people who do Shrek, uh, same people who did uh, Under the Hedge and, and uh, Madagascar. It's uh, DreamWorks Animation. Who's done all of those films? It's an interesting concept. It's not one you really hear, yeah. you know, having been done before. So yeah, it should be good. Yeah, I mean those those, those kind of films where it's a humorous thing, where it just kind of you yeah. know, doesn't ex doesn't exist in any of the Marvel DC worlds. It's not tied to anything like that. It's just a completely one-off story. Right. And, you know, it could be just a fun little movie. Um, so, kind of the last thing um, is the <laughs> the newest thing, the most recent thing, the biggest thing this year is Heroes. Um, Heroes is finally back on Monday. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's looking for it. Yeah, I see people applauding for that. Um, very exciting. It's been, what, seven weeks? Seven weeks. Seven weeks on hiatus. Yeah, we've kind of talked back and forth on that on the podcast about, <laughs> about whining about the hiatus uh, being so long. But the good part of that being that when you get back from the hiatus, you, you it's, on a, it's a whole run of new episodes that they basically don't do any repeats, which is really nice. I mean, you get a run of, of you know, five to seven episodes. The first run was like 11 episodes straight, so like almost an, an entire first half of the season was all straight from the beginning, so you got to really get into it, and then they did like five weeks off, and uh, people really get into it. The, the new episode is going to be called 0.07%, which 0.07% refers to the size of the population of New York in relation to the world, that New York City is 0.07% of the population of the world. So take from that what, what it means if you kind of know where the story seems to be going and what might be happening in New York in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, if you don't already read the graphic novels, um, D uh, NBC has been doing a really great job of kind of taking the world of heroes and moving it outside the TV show so that even during those hiatuses you still have story going. Um, every single week that the show's been on, they've been doing a graphic novel on their website. It's nbc.com slash heroes slash novels. And when you go there, they've got, you can either read it online or download it to read it later. And they actually have been doing graphic novels with actual comic artists, comic mm -hmm. writers, yeah. um, that are really well done. Um, each issue has normally been on a different character, and a lot of times what they do with them is they're doing kind of a scene between the scenes. It's like something that happened in between, something that happened in the episode, or something extra that gives you a little bit more story that... that 
did happen in the episode, but that you didn't see on screen. And it just kind of adds to it. You don't need to be reading them to be enjoying the show. It's not essential. You're not kind of missing out on the show. But it really adds to the texture of the show if you kind of get into that and read those. And what they've done with the hiatuses is they've introduced a whole other character that they've now had on the show after the first hiatus. But in the first hiatus, they introduced her in the comics first, uh, Hannah Gidlin, Wireless, who is the character who can read all the email in the world and all the electronics communication and kind of see all that and know it's happening. And so her real purpose is to not really be a, a character on the show, but to really be a character in the graphic novels and in the the electronic world outside the show, basically. I guess if you sign up on NBC, you can get text messages from Hannah Gilman that gets you involved in the fight against the company in the show. And uh, so the first hiatus, the graphic novels did a five-part series that was her origin. It basically told you where Hannah Gilman came from and, and how she got to where she is in the story. And so the second series of books now during the hiatus has been covering, uh, it's, it starts out with a scene between scenes. It's uh, Mr. Bennett from Company Man. Horn rim glasses. Right, horn rim glasses. Yeah. Uh, basically after he, after Clara's discovered and he knows that the company's gonna take her, and in between that scene and the scene where you next see him, where he is basically already put everything in place to where he's gonna get shot and, and then you know he's gonna have his mind wiped so that they can't find Clara so that she escapes. In between those scenes in one of the books, they had him contact Hannah Gilman and basically enlist her in his fight to take down the company. And so following that, they've now done a series of six graphic novels during the hiatus that is covering her trying to find out the secret history of the company. Right. And it's been very interesting and it gets you a lot more into some of the characters in the show and things that are going to be a lot more fun once we get to the new show on yeah, Monday. I think so. Really looking forward to hopefully get some heroes parties going to people watching the show when it comes back. And when it comes back, there are five weeks left. The, the final episode is going to be a two hour final episode. So they're going to end up with not 22 hours, which is normal, but 23 hours a year because they've done 17 so far. And they'll do. They have five remaining hours in the show, so so four regular episodes and then you know, I guess a two-hour yeah. two yeah. season finale. Yeah, two-hour season finale. Um, anything that anyone would want yeah, to we know? Time for a few we do have time for a couple questions. So we'll be happy to call on you. We'll repeat yeah. the questions so that uh, everybody can hear it. So call any questions about anything that we've covered today, or any rumors that you've heard, and anything that you uh, any want to pick our brains about. Doctor Who or Torchwood. Doctor Who or Torchwood? Uh, yeah. uh, here's your uh, pretty sci-fi guy. <laughs> season three of Doctor Who is showing in England right now. Uh, I've seen the first two episodes from it. They're really good. The quality has matched everything they've done so far. Uh, Torchwood, I believe I just read that they are doing a second season. It'll probably be shown in England in the fall. I don't know that anyone is has picked up Torchwood to show in the States. I don't know if hey, I'd love to see it. But yeah. yeah. Um, it might get released on DVD in the States, but I wouldn't. It's kind of, I mean, it's a stronger show. It's got a lot of adult stuff in Torchwood? it. Yeah. yeah. It might be a bit strong for, like, Sci-Fi Channel to show, so uh, I would probably just wait for a DVD release. Um, I've seen all of them. How They're pretty seeing, good. How are you seeing the third, uh, third season? Of Doctor Who? Yeah. Um, I probably shouldn't say. Stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> online. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing Torchwood online. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's another way. I'd like to see the show. I mean, I, if they follow the pattern that happened with Doctor Who, they'll announce the DVD and then someone will decide to air it and then they'll yeah. delay the DVD. Uh -huh. I mean, that's how we got Doctor Who in the first place. No one was going to show it and then they announced the DVD release and all of a sudden Sci Fi, who had turned down the show twice at that point, all of a sudden decides to show the show. <laughs> It delays the DVD release by six months. Chances are, Sci-Fi will show season three of Doctor Who in the fall. Yeah, I guess. 
So uh, if that's all the questions, I guess uh, that's it for Superhero Cinema News. Um, we do this every single week um, with, with the stuff that's happened that week. So if you want to get that, um, go on to iTunes and uh, search for Superhero Cinema or go to our website, SuperheroCinema.com, and uh, subscribe and uh, we'll, we'll hear you there. Thanks. Send us messages after Now stick around and, and I will show you all the trailers for, for all the stuff that's coming. All right. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.